Well, welcome everyone to Declaring Your Destiny. I'm Carolyn and this is Audra and we are expecting miracles, signs and wonders from God. We just know that he is moving mightily and we encourage you to speak your decrees and declare your destiny. Today, we are in our series of the Beatitudes, and we are going to study Blessed are the Pure in Heart. Yes, so, um, you know, remember the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount, extremely important information that the Lord has given us. And in Matthew 5, 8, it does say, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You know, the verse just seems really straightforward, doesn't it, Carolyn? But it really, when you think about it, what exactly does it mean to be pure in heart? Well, you know, people, including modern Christians, might associate purity with a freedom from, say, sexual sin or moral failure. But the phrase pure in heart it really has a greater meaning, like the idea of straightness, honesty, and clarity. Purity is in the heart, the seat of thought, desire, motive, and not in the outward act. So it's really internal. So, Mm -hmm. but in this verse, Jesus is saying to focus on being pure in your heart rather than focus on being pure outwardly. And those who do that will see God, meaning they will see God's intentions, desires, and love for this world. Hmm, That is good to know, Carolyn. You know, and then Jesus also focuses much more on the hearts of his listeners. So instead of their ability maybe to maintain the rituals of the law, he would rather, you know, focus on the hearts of the listeners. He preached about obeying the law in action only rather than out of truth um, or the true love of God. So, you know, when you're obeying the Lord, just because you feel like you have, you know, I mean, it's just like, you know, a ritual. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what he's, you know, he's saying, I'm not interested that much in that. Um, He just wants to to know that you have the, you know, to show your true love for God. So purity in its most clear and maybe original meaning refers to the idea of something being singular, unified, unmixed, or consistent. So the pure in heart then are focused from the inside, just like you said, Carolyn, from the inside out on the one single thing. And that thing is God. Yes. So the promise that Jesus is making here is that when the kingdom of heaven arrives, those who are pure in their devotion to God will see him. And Jesus is telling us, yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) Jesus is telling us that those who enter into the kingdom of heaven will see God. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful because you know, you know, to see God now, he's, you know, the, you know, wasn't it Moses that, you know, kind of had to like, you know, shield himself from, from God because the power, you know, that he has. So, so many people are fearful that if you see God, you may die or whatever. So, but it's, it's so awesome that we know that we, when we go to heaven, we will see him. We will see him in person, Mm -hmm. you know, and not 
die. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> you know, just be enveloped in that light is just, it would be amazing is all I have to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go ahead, Carolyn, and break the verse down just a little bit more. Um, so, the, you know, the Greek word for pure in Matthew 5, 8 is katharos. I hope I said that right. <laughs> We're so bad with our Greek and our Hebrew, <laughs> yeah. Hebrew are we? We really need to take a class. We do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so katharos uh, means to be clean blameless, unstained from guilt. So the word can also refer to something that is purified by fire or pruning. So if we look in Matthew chapter three, verse 11, where John the Baptist tells people that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit in fire, you know, it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yes. Amen. I love mm. that. Yes. And so if you look at in the book of Malachi, which speaks of um, Jesus as being the refining fire in chapter three, verses two and three, it says, but who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. And again, this is from the book of Malachi, and it speaks of Messiah, Jesus, as being like a refiner's fire. So if you go further into the book of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 17, we're not going to read all of that scripture. You can look it up. <clears throat> Jesus refers to us as believers. We are being the branches and Jesus himself as the vine. So in order for the vine to produce fruit, it has to be pruned and Oh, I think we have to do some pruning here today. And those who are truly pure then are those who have been declared innocent because of the work of Jesus and who are being sanctified by his refining fire and his pruning. So sometimes, you know, we have to, uh, the Lord will continue to work through us as we journey through this life. <clears throat> And he will work to refine us so that we will be pure in heart. And he may prune some things from you, perhaps some people or some things you've been doing. And all of that is to help you to become this, this the bride of Christ, to be pure in heart as Jesus calls us to be. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, you know, we do get, people pruned out of our lives and there's a reason for that um sometimes they could be someone who is just creating drama in your life that's unnecessary and maybe you don't see it because you know you're kind and you're loving and you want to be loving to a friend but sometimes god's just like he'll find a way and just 
say, you know, you don't need that person in your life. They're, they're, they're pulling you away from me or they're creating chaos for you and he'll prune them for you. And sometimes I guess it can be sad for you because you lose a friend. Um, But really, if you, you, you wait and you see, and you think once they're gone out of your life, you realize, wow, they really were stressing me out or they really were bringing me down or it was just a good Mm -hmm. thing that they were pruned from my life. So, um, you know, sometimes it can be hard. Um, yeah. but there's, there's a reason for it, of course. Um, and thank goodness the good Lord does that for us. <laughs> anyway, right. um, And yeah. it might not even be a friend. It could be a job and at the time right. it might be stressful, but it could be that you need to separate from what they stand for. That's all a kinds good of things. You can look at it that the Lord may prune all kinds of things or people out of your life. But he works for all things for good for those who love him. Absolutely. That was a very good point, Carolyn. I like that. Um, and so again, let's do well, I'm, I'm doing all the breaking down today. So yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> and butchering the Greek language. So I'm so sorry. But, um, the Greek word for heart and heart in Matthew 5 8 is kardiha. Uh, kardia, sorry which can be applied to the physical heart. You know, we do know that, Um, but it can also refer to the spiritual center of life. So there's two meanings in 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 this. So um, obviously we're looking at the spiritual center of life, but it is where the thoughts, your desires, your sense of purpose, your will, your understanding and character reside in. So the spiritual center of life has all of those characteristics. So to be pure in heart, means to be blameless in who we actually are. Yes, such a a great characteristic to strive to become. Mm-hmm. Um, in Matthew 5, 8, it tells us that being pure in heart involves having a singleness of heart towards God. There is no hypocrisy for those who are pure in heart. There are no hidden motives. The pure in heart is marked by transparency and uncompromising desire to please God in all things. So it's really more than an external purity of behavior. It's an internal purity of soul. And I just want to add that the Sea of Galilee, which is in Israel, of course, And where Jesus grew up and lived, he lived in Nazareth, which is right there near the Sea of Galilee. And he then he moved to Capernaum, which is on the Sea of Galilee. He preached there. It is in the shape of a heart. If you look it up and you see a map, it is in the shape of a human heart. Hmm. So God doesn't make any mistakes. He does things on purpose. And I, oh, I think that was just on purpose. He did that because it is his heart. It is our heart that he wants. And he wants us to have a pure heart. And I think that is so sweet that Jesus grew up there and it's in the shape of a heart. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. That is just, thank you for sharing that with us. Cause that really brings it, brings it to home. And, you know, these Beatitudes, we hope that you're really enjoying this series because when you start breaking them, I know a lot of, I've read them, 
you know, so many times and just, oh, you know, you know, I know the Sermon on the Mount and that's all great and good, but, you know, really to start breaking them down, I I really do hope, Carol and I really do hope that it's helping you to understand the meaning and the, the desire for, for, for Jesus to let us understand how, you know, again, to live our life and, um, and have meaning to it. And so we really do hope that you enjoy this series. Um, again, if you want to share your walk with Jesus, your journey with Jesus with us, we're still doing those. Uh, just email us at declaring our ear destiny one at gmail.com. And of course, we're going to have all of our other platforms in the description below. Um, and Carolyn, do you have anything else that you'd like to add? No, we just appreciate you so much. And if you're on YouTube, <clears throat> excuse me, if you'd like, share and um, subscribe to our channel, we would love that. And um, we just really appreciate our viewers. We've got some wonderful uh, people that give us lots of love, and we thank you for that. And um, I think that's it, Audra. Okay, well, then until next time, God bless. And shalom.